Welcome to the Spirit of West Texas podcast brought to you by First United Bank, where we are having real conversations with people who live and work in West Texas. This season, we are talking to small business owners and community leaders about their big dreams. They'll share about their challenges, successes, and even offer some helpful hints for keeping the small business dream alive. Listen in. We hope you'll learn something and maybe even have some fun along the way. My name is Jared, and I am your co-host this season. Uh, I'm here with my good friend, Amy, who will be your host. Lucky (laughs) y'all. Can't beat that. Amy, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. So I, my name is Amy Punchard. I'm the marketing director at First United Bank. And the idea of a podcast has been rolling around in the back of our team's minds for quite a while now. So um, we finally got the courage to do it. And we've um, landed on a um, format and a vision for the podcast that I think that's really going to be interesting for our listeners and um, entertaining and show off a different side of the First United Bank brand. Yeah. And I got to say, this is uh, very exciting because I, I love the idea of getting um, stories of, of some of these businesses and what they've kind of, especially for this, from this last year, what they've kind of gone through and and how they kind of got out of some of this stuff. Because I mean, as everybody knows, it's been an insane year. It has been, yes. Uh, and uh, stories of perseverance, I think, are exciting. And I, I want to hear how a lot of these small businesses have kind of gone through some of this. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I completely agree, Jared. And, you know, um, our our tagline at First United Bank is the spirit of West Texas. And that comes from a quote from our founder, Ray Bain, that was the true spirit of West Texas lies in the hearts of its people. And it's just so entirely true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's so entirely true. People around here are different and they're unique. And so I'm really looking forward to um, the opportunity to bring in some small business owners this first season and to sit down and have them share their stories with us um, as friends. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily business partners, but as friends and in a real and authentic way. And I think that um, people listening in are going to be inspired. And I think that they will be um, delighted in what they hear. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we just finished with Danya, Danya yes. Butler yes. from Design Envy. And uh, man, there are some great, great nuggets of really good information of kind of how they've gone through this and how they've helped clients through this and, and the branding side of, of what Danya does really well. And uh, it's it was just a really, really good interview. And you can tell that y'all have known each other for a long time yeah, because this have. is a, uh, it was a great conversation. And I'm um, uh, excited to kind of share it with people. Yes, so. me too. Danya has been a personal friend of mine for almost 16 years. Um, and I think that she's brilliant and she's courageous and she's funny and she's just all sorts of wonderful things rolled up into one tiny little blonde package. <laughs> um, Danya Butler, she's the founder and partner of Design Envy. They are a local agency here in Lubbock, Texas, but they help businesses all over West Texas. So um, her agency specializes in branding, marketing strategy, and customer experience. And so she's got a lot of great Um, insights that she can share with people listening because her experience, I mean, it really spans a whole spectrum of industries. Um, They've worked with um, hospitality 
um, businesses. They've worked in higher education and with healthcare, food service, um, lots of different professional businesses, and even um, done a lot of work with nonprofits here in West Texas. And so it doesn't really matter who you are and what business you represent. Um, you, I promise you, are going to get something from Danya and what she shares with us. Absolutely. In this upcoming interview. And I, I did. And you can feel how much knowledge she has in that side of, of what's going on. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I'm really excited to be here witnessing it with you. Yeah. So uh, well, let's, let's, let's get to it. Let's listen to it. Let's go. Hey, Danya. Hey, Amy. <laughs> I'm so glad to have you here. Me too. This is very cool and, a, and an honor for you to ask me to be here on this first one. Yes, the first episode of the Spirit of West Texas podcast, and I can't think of having anybody better. Um, in the, the intro, we talked a little bit about Design Envy and what you do and, and what your business brings to um, the West Texas community, but I want to hear from you just personally. You know, how, how did your big idea of Design Envy get started? Well, I Design Envy came into being because I met... John Raspberry many years before. We worked together at an agency in town and he was the art director and I was the account service. And we had a lot of respect for each other, um, each other's opinions. And I always felt like when we collaborated, it came out better than expected. And he taught me how to present to a client and what to bring back and how to communicate that to the entire agency. Um, so there was a lot of value invested in each other. And then I left to go work in corporate sales and marketing. And then I got pregnant with my son. And I was like, oh, I don't want to work in corporate forever. This isn't for me. And I miss the creative industry. Um, so we went to lunch and I'm just telling him all of these things and don't know what's next. And then he called me after lunch and he was like, I just keep thinking about this. Like I need you and you need me and we could do this on our own. And I think we do great together. And for me instantly, it was just such a, a blessing and a yes you know, and there were times you didn't get a paycheck or whatever, but God, there was just, just so much happiness in pursuing something that you both believed in and, you know, you're doing what you love every day and on our terms, which was really important to us. Tanya, looking back, I mean, you are such a creative person. I think of you as being somebody that has not only, a, you almost have both sides of the brain. You have business side of the brain and also creative side of the brain. Um, when you were growing up as little Danya, um, did you, I mean, how, what, what role did creativity play sort of in your life as a child? Well, my sister would tell you these stories. Um, I used to be like, I would make up these plays and I would make everybody do it. <laughs> and I would give them a script and... I know my sister over and over is like, oh my gosh, not again, but she'd do it. And then like I would make up these um, neighborhood clubs for people and I would have my mom laminate these cards that I made. And I liked bringing people together and I liked being like, what are we going to do with this new thing that we're doing? And they're like, we don't know. Like you just made us come here <laughs> and do something. Um, and then when I went to college, I was, I just didn't have my feet under me, you know, like I wasn't sure, sure exactly what I was going to do. Um, so broadcast journalism was something that excited me. Um, but then I just, the more I got into it, I was like, this isn't really my fit, you know, like I'm not, I'm not loving this. I'm not real passionate about it. And I had a 
a nonprofit internship at that time. And I was like, I really like PR. Like I like the communications and helping people and there's a greater good aspect to it. Um, and then that's what I stuck with, with a minor in marketing. Um, but once I got in the agencies, I just kept drifting over to the creative side. I mean, John even had me sometimes I was bugging him about things and he was like, you sit down and do it. So I had a computer in the art room and, you know, he would teach me how to use illustrator and stuff. And my love for that grew. I mean, I'm not technically trained in design, um, but I guess, you know, you have an eye for, you can have an mm -hmm. eye for it. And it, you know, I look back, my mom gave me some old stuff and I won a UIL award for a yearbook spread that I did. And I did it all like looking back, like I came up with the concept and the copy and the imagery and, you know, and writing it with a, a, a beginning and an end. And I'm like, gosh, if I would have just kind of looked back at that and gave myself a, you know, like add a girl, why don't you, why don't you keep this up? Um, so I guess it was kind of hidden throughout some things. And when you get older, you're like, I, you know, I can kind of see that mm -hmm. all throughout, you know, my life. Yeah. That that was the path that you were headed on. Yeah. And it's right. The right path for you. Yeah. And it's yeah. led you to business ownership. So tell me a little bit about Design Envy today and where you are. I mean, you started Design Envy how many years ago, did you say? About 18. Okay, so mm -hmm. 18 years ago. So now here in 2021, what, what are you, what is your focus? How is your, has your business changed over the last 18 years and where are you now? Well, the, the fun stuff to look back and reflect on is how John and I started in a room in his house. You know, we didn't have a lot of overhead and my son Strickland was little. And so he grew up in our environment and, you know, crawl up on John's lap. And, you know, that was a very good beginning for us. And then we put a building back behind my next house and we worked outside of there and had interns there and clients over there. And um, so as far as space is concerned, now we're downtown. You know, we've grown up a little bit. We have a space and we have employees, you know, that in the beginning it was just John and I on salary and then everybody was contract labor. And now we have employees that were like, we believe in you, you believe in us, let's, you know, believe in our clients. And so the team has grown and it's, it's so cool to see the dynamic about how um, our team cares and they devote their time and you know, and collaboration is my favorite thing. So we've just, you know, we've expanded on that. And then, of course, you know, when we first started, websites, maybe a twinkle in the eye, social media, there was maybe MySpace. I mean, it's, <laughs> those are some things that, you know, over time we're like, John, do you know how to do that? Do you know? <laughs> yeah. And you, you figure out a lot of stuff, but at the same time, you can use, you know, the knowledge that you gain 30, 40 years ago, because John's 70 now. And so he's always had that senior to me, you know, as far as like, let's keep our feet grounded and, you know, learn these new tactics, but also, um, you know, don't remember where you came, don't forget where you came from. Mm -hmm. Well, and the, you know, your, your agency specializing in branding. And I mean, I would say that branding, a strong brand is just as relevant today as it was. 20 or 30 years ago, mm -hmm. um, even though the way that we present our brand looks very, very different. Um, your clients that you're dealing with now, how important is branding to them in terms of their overall marketing strategy? 
You know, I think some of them, they don't even know what it is. You know, they're just doing what they do. You know, it's like, I make great chicken enchiladas and I want the world to know about it. And it's like, but what is your story? Why do you even sell the enchiladas? Like, why do you make them? Why do you care? Well, it's a family tradition. And it's because I'm giving 100% of my profits back to my employees. So that's your brand. You know, like you, you can back it up with the good food and everything like that. But your brand is, you know, Amy is Amy. Donya's Donya. But I have my brand design envy that's very much a part of me. You know, my ideals, you know, are, are invested in there. So, um, and branding is now, you know, more important than ever. When you look at everything is, you know, digital, everything shifted online, especially in the, you know, the wake of COVID and the expectation now is I should be able to experience something on your social media platform, go, you know, swipe, buy, move on. And then get something back saying, thank you for this purchase. We value you. Here's a coupon for next time. I mean, it's just, it's fluid. almost. It's so fluid. Right. And, and, you know, it takes a while to get there. Um, but it all, to me, like if you don't have a solid brand and you don't know your story and why you do what you do, you can't really have people personally buy into it. And I think that's the you know, that's the foundation. And it's, you know, some people I think complicate it, you know, they're like, God, we need to sit down at a table and figure out what we're all about. And it's like, why don't you just have somebody do this with you that you love and trust? Who's like, why do you, why do you do this? Why are you so passionate about it? And I think it, it can come out. In your experience uh, in working with all different types of businesses over the past 18 years, um, you know, I feel like creative types, um, like you and I, we see the world a little bit differently. We look at a project or approach um, a situation from a different standpoint. It's more relational. It's more customer focused. Mm -hmm. It's more intimate. Um, it's more emotional versus um, people that sit across from you at the table that are looking at everything in terms of numbers or the bottom line. And you need both. You need a good balance of both. Mm -hmm. And your experience dealing with um, business owners and professionals over the last 18 years, um, do you see that people that don't, I mean, are they struggling to understand the value of brand business owners, people that, that don't think like you and I, um, do you have a hard time convincing them that a brand is necessary in order for your business to be successful and to thrive? It is because brand isn't something you can really connect with ROI. You know, brand is, you know, seeing seeing a logo, seeing, having an experience, meeting someone that's all connected with the same business. So it's hard to put numbers on brand because really it's, it's just building recognition. Um, one, one way I can help ease someone into committing to a brand or trying something is showing them, you know, I, I just call it show and tell. It's like, especially if you're a numbers person, it's very difficult for you to visualize how those things will come together or how that copy will sound, you know, and they have so much trouble putting it together themselves because they're so focused on the business and they're in their business, you know, every day. And so I get to have an outsider's perspective and I usually look at it like I'm someone coming into your bank. I'm someone, you know, eating your food. And so I'm able to step back and say, this is what would resonate with me. This is what make, would make me want to try 
try your product. So thinking about the impact that 2020 and and COVID-19 in particular has had on our businesses in West Texas, um, what have you experienced? What have you witnessed with um, in dealing with your clients and even dealing um, with your own business personally and how relevant was brand um, in relation to what was happening in 2020 with businesses? I know that businesses had to rethink the way that they did things. I mean, it was like, let's get creative right now. You know, how can we continue to keep the doors open, show people that we care, that we are safe, we're investing in our employees and our customers. Um, That was very important on everyone's mind. And then it was like, oh, wait, I think we're figuring out what we're all about. You know, there's so much heart that goes into owning a business and doing it every day and meeting people and investing in employees that it's almost like some of that heart had to rise to the top. They're like, oh, I was there all along. I just, I was just too busy in, in it, you know? What are some stories that stand out to you? I mean, I know your clients were pivoting left and right and they had to. It yes. was sink or swim. Yes. And I, you know, I have to say, like, I wasn't there in the trenches with them all the time. I was talking to them about ideas and how to push it out. Um, the first one that comes to mind is Picoso's Mexican Kitchen. They don't bring home profit. Like, they literally invest everything back into their employees. So immediately, they were like, how do we retain our employees? And... Basically, what they did was they were like, well, we have this pickup window that we've always tried to get people to use. Well, now we can really push it and give people a reason. You know, now we connect it to safety and, you know, not just convenience. And then they're like, well, heck yeah, we can serve cocktails out of the pickup window. I mean, who knew that when he, you know, built the building that that's, you know, something he would utilize for that you know, that product. And we're never going back. We're never no. going back <laughs> to no yeah. cocktails from the pickup window. Well, when people <laughs> say the best thing that happened yeah. in 2020. When people say we're not going back to normal, it might be because of that. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just want to get the cocktail and go. Um, but their heart was really for the employees and what, what they did, they're like, why don't we feed the front care line workers? So they went to their employees with this charge and they're like, I can't remember the number. I was like, let's feed 5,000. And they're like, let's feed 10,000, you know, and it just grew and grew. And then they got um, businesses to partner with them to help them, you know, financially fund this. And, and I think that led to employees being invested more. I think people that had never really gave Picosos a second thought were trying it for the first time because they were, they really saw who they really were. Yeah, they became engaged in the brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah, They were winning people over, not through a big billboard or anything like that. It was like, we are taking action. We care. And, you know, people, that resonates with people and they want to be connected to people that are doing good for others. So when you, what advice, I guess, would you give for for business owners, small business owners or people that work for um, small businesses, what advice would you give them, um, you know, looking forward into 2021 and as they're coming off of probably a very difficult 2020, you know, what would you tell them? Practical things that they could do to try to help them um, define their brand, solidify it if they haven't really been able to define that for themselves. Mm -hmm. How would you tell them to go about doing that? I think that it can feel so overwhelming for people, 
you know, for me, like I get excited. I'm like, this is what we're going to do. And, um, but I think for someone who might own a boutique, who's hanging by a thread, it's like, what am I going to do? And I would say leverage your social media, girlfriend. You know, I mean, if you don't already have a strong logo, get one. You know, it's so important to have something that you can stand on by your own, um, on its own, that has some, you know, visual connections to why you're unique. Um, and then, you know, video is so important <laughs> and people have such a t- short attention span. So get going on your stories, you know, do stories and, um, you know what, if you do a video and you don't love it, re- re-record it right there. Yeah. <laughs> we might do that today I with know. this. <laughs> and you know, there are some people you look at on Instagram, you're like, every single thing is absolutely perfect. But guess what? They didn't start that way. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They're taking 50 takes. Um, and you know, you can also hire young people who that's their wheelhouse. And you can take your expertise and then combine it with what they're doing and say, could you come shoot a video for me once a day? Um, and I think it's finding your voice. You know, you're not in front of people today like you used to be. You know, so much of shopping on is online, like 70 per, 76% of shopping is online. So people expect when they interact with your brand online that they're getting the person as well, you know. So engage with them, you know, um, When I say find your voice, that means don't try to be somebody that you're not. Sure. You know, you're not going to be successful if you're work, if you're spending all your time trying to be somebody in something that you're not. Take what you do and what you do well, and then tell the world about it in your voice. So what do you think, what's something positive that came out of 2020 in your um, opinion, and this could be for you personally and for your business at Design Envy for you and John, or um, something that you've seen with your clients. Um, I mean, it wasn't all bad besides mm-hmm. the drive through cocktails. What, yeah. did, what did you take from 2020? What did you learn? I am, I'm amazed by resiliency. You know, yeah. to me, that was such a personal thing before. And like, I want to be a resilient person. I want to be able to stand up and do, do things when it's when the going's getting tough, but when it's your business and it's your livelihood and you have people depending on you, you have to be resilient or -hmm. you do something else, you know? And resiliency to me is hope as well. And so for me, like I have a lot of hope in the future and with people, you know, there have been a lot of people who have done some extraordinary things that were only called to do that because of the situation of their business, or they saw someone hurting, um, someone not getting a full senior year experience, you know? So they stepped out and did something extraordinary, you know? And to me, being resilient, being extraordinary, um, and just helping people, Mm -hmm. you know, have hope. Yeah, not being afraid to fight for your big dream. The big dream that you have spent so much time and effort and energy into building, fight for that, take risks. Like you said, find your voice and it takes courage to do that. Yeah. And failing, you know, as I'm becoming older, (laughs) I'm starting to look at failure differently. You know, used to, I'd be so afraid of failure. I wouldn't even go towards something. But the other day I heard someone say, consider failure data. You know, you just keep a record and say, 
I tried this three times and it didn't work. Or I tried this, it didn't work. And look at it differently rather than taking it so personally Mm -hmm. and bringing yourself down. It's like, come on, man, you learned something from that. You know, that's hard. You don't grow when things are easy. You know, there's no growth there. Um, My husband tells my son all the time after basketball games or baseball games or whatever it is, he says, you know, we don't win or lose. We win or learn. There's always something to be learned from a loss or a failure. It's just can be somewhat painful. Absolutely. And I think this, you know, COVID has been painful for a lot of people in a lot of ways, you know, but when you're pressed like that and you come out on the other side, look who I am, look what I I did. did. Yeah. And I'm a better person for it. That's right. Yes. What are you personally most looking forward to in 2021? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what people do. I'm looking forward to seeing what I do. You know, like I'm working more on personal growth, probably more than ever before. Um, and so I'm trying to take some baby steps, set some new habits for myself and You know, I have some bigger goals, but, you know, I'm not telling myself I'm going to make this much money this year and look at that every day on a poster. Like for me, it's not about that. Um, It's more about connection and and, you know, being good to myself, being good to other people, because I think good things are just going to come from that alone. You know, so I'm excited. I think a lot of people are are self-reflecting and doing a little extra, you know, to, to make this next year great, whatever that means to you. It's just better every day. How mm-hmm. can I be better every day? Yeah. Tanya, thank you so much for being here yeah. with us today. <laughs> this is fun. Thank you. Um, for me personally, you've been such an important part of my life for the last 16 years. Oh, I'm so proud see. of you. I'm so proud to be your friend. Um, Same Z's. And I speak for everybody on behalf of First United Bank when I say thank you so much for trusting us as your financial partner. You are the spirit of West Texas, and we're so thankful to have you here today. Well, thank you. It's a blessing for sure. Well, Amy, that was uh, quite the interview. I have never met Danya before, but uh, yeah. I feel like I know her a whole lot better now from... Mm-hmm. Conversation. That's a great thing about Danya is that she is so open and really what you see is what you get with Danya. I mean, she's, that, that is exactly who she is, not just behind the microphone, yeah. but all the time. She's wonderful. Yeah. And she's very knowledgeable at what she does. And I think uh, that came across and I think there's, man, some really good information that y'all talked through mm-hmm. and, and small businesses all around West Texas have gone through this past year that found new ways of kind of finding their heart in their brand as she was talking about and um, I think that's a a beautiful thing and a beautiful way that she put it yeah I completely agree I loved how she talked about um, businesses needing to find their voice and that this past year really gave them an an opportunity to pause and kind of look look at what who they are and what they do and it allowed them the space to do that and it kind of forced them to do that yeah. Almost. And, and you know, the, the businesses that have the, the best, strongest brands are the ones that we, we will survive yeah. um, and endure. And so I loved how she talked about, um, you know, businesses really sitting down and having real authentic conversations, you know, business owners with people that they know and that they trust to try to really dig down to the root of who they are and why they do what they do. And that's ultimately where they're going to uncover their brand is in those real conversations. Absolutely. And she was talking about the resiliency 
that these businesses and people have to had to go through this past year and mm -hmm. persevering through a lot of these kind of struggles and coming out stronger on the mm -hmm. other end. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think too, um, I appreciate the the practical insight and advice that she offered our listeners. You know, she's just talking about um, the value of video and the power mm -hmm. of video, really. Um, and you know, it doesn't have to be elaborately produced video. It can be shot on an iPhone, um, but that's a great way to visually tell your story and people respond really well to video through social channels. And so I loved that she gave our listeners a few tips and a few tricks that are completely doable and Absolutely. completely realistic and affordable um, for even small business owners who can't afford um, a big agency or can't afford to have a marketing expert on staff. Yeah, and I think it was great advice that she gave about if that's not your forte, yeah. if that's not something you know how to do, yes. there are plenty of people out there that would love to help out, that, right. that this is their uh, wheelhouse, and this is something that they can kind of help you on, and let that be something that you're all right asking for. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Great advice. Yeah, I agree. So if you're out there and you're listening right now to the podcast, um, I just want to let you know that Danya has put together a list of tips and tricks to help you um, market your business going forward in 2021 in ways that are practical and doable and affordable. And she's also got some helpful tips on how you can sit down and really uncover your voice and determine what that brand is that you need to be um, sharing with your audience. And all of that's available to you on our Spirit of West Texas podcast webpage at spiritofwesttexaspodcast.com. So go check that out when you have a second. I will be downloading it myself. Good. Yeah. Good. Thanks for joining us on our premiere episode. Amy, yes. thank you for uh, <laughs> letting me co-host with you and kind of joining you in this season. And I am looking forward to it and looking forward to the next one. Awesome. All right. We'll Take catch care. you all the next time. Bye. Bye.